Can you start working on your relationship with dread? Can you start recognizing when these feelings are coming up and instead of avoiding them and shaming yourself for not getting things done, can you start doing those dread pomodoros? This is not your average business podcast because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her. We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect. You are in the right place and we're excited to get you one step further than you are today. Today is a solo episode with me, Kat, and I'm really excited to talk about a big elephant in the room, which I personally think is the number one reason why someone achieves or doesn't achieve their goals, and that is their relationship with dread, or essentially doing things that they dislike to do. So we are now in 2023. And lots of you have set some really big, beautiful goals. And in fact, I really firmly believe that some of you, this year is going to be your most transformational year yet. And for some of you, you're going to let dread take the wheel. You're going to find yourself in the same place that you are 12 months from now. And I do not want that for you. And I don't think that you want that for you. So let's talk about how to do things that you hate to do. So have you ever had a task or project that you sat on for way too long? You dreaded doing it and you avoided it. And then there was this snowball effect of dread. It's just piling up. Nothing gets accomplished, but it's still on your mind. And the whole time you're putting it off, You think that this act of avoidance is going to diminish the dread, but it actually is magnifying it and it doesn't go away. So if you've had this, and I'm sure you have, know that you're not alone. This has happened to me so many times. I think it's a very human thing to experience this. I also think that there is a very big misconception out there that entrepreneurs just love everything that they do. They love every single day of their life. They hire out all the tasks that they don't love, and that's that. And while we absolutely do teach and encourage you to hire at a certain point in your business and to stay in your zone of genius, there are always going to be tasks that you dread doing. So no matter what stage you are in your business, it's going to happen. There's this common phrase when it comes to business and it's new level, new devil. And as you grow in your business, there's going to be new things that you're going to have to take on. And unfortunately, some of those things you're just not going to love doing. So let's back up for a second and let's talk about what actually is dread. So dread is an emotion that you have about doing something because of the thought of what that means or what it's going to feel like to do it. So dread feels so heavy. It's like apprehension, reluctance, even fear. And the real thoughts behind it could look like maybe a fear of rejection or a thought that it's very tedious work or even that it's such a big problem to solve and it feels too overwhelming. But I have a theory that might rock your world. The bigger you dream, the bigger your goals are, 
And the bigger the aspirations are that you have for your life, the more dread there is going to be. So just let that soak in for one second. So what if the only difference between a quote-unquote successful person and a quote-unquote not successful person is just their relationship with dread? And that's actually a really interesting correlation. And because of this, I'm going to share with you some of my best strategies to make dread your new friend. So step number one, it's stop trying to overcome dread. I have worked with a lot of mindset coaches and while thought work and mindset work are awesome, I'm a huge fan, we all know this, I have noticed that you just can't totally overcome dread with those tools. You can't. You can be the most positive and conscious person in the world and there's still going to be things that you don't want to do. So what if instead of trying to defeat or overcome it, you just decide, I'm going to make friends with that you know that it's signaling to you that you have this really big aspiration for your life and for your business. And part of that journey of you achieving that is going to be doing things that you don't like doing. So maybe you start to look at dread as an invitation for you to step into that life that you want because you know that this is the number one thing that holds most people back and you are not going to give your power or goals away to dread any longer. So Francesca Gino is a behavioral scientist at the Harvard School of Business and she says your brain releases dopamine when you achieve goals. And since dopamine improves attention, memory, and motivation, even achieving a small goal can result in this positive feedback loop that makes you more motivated to work harder going forward. So essentially what she's saying is that when you check off things on your list, your body gets a delightful hit of dopamine. So just last week, I had this Amazon return. I know people are going to relate to this. I had this Amazon return that I needed to drop off at UPS, and I let it sit and sit and sit, and I almost missed the return deadline where I couldn't even get my money back. So I got in my car, I drove four minutes, I dropped off the dang package, and you know what? It felt so good. It felt like a moment of, I am doing adulthood right. And I joke about this example, but my guess is that you can think about things like this in your life, where you finally do that task, you've been putting it off, and it's like, whew, it feels like a sigh of relief. It feels so, so good when you accomplish it. And it feels 10 times better when that task is actually connected to a deeper mission that you have, especially when that comes to business and your life. So here's the thing. I want you to think about when dread comes knocking on your door, you're going to get that same dopamine hit if you accomplish it right away or if you delay it. So what if dread is an invitation for you to get that hit, which in turn, it's going to improve your motivation and attention. So now I think we're onto something. It can actually be this really positive tool in your tool belt to get that positive feedback loop. So you can either choose that short sprint or you can choose a long marathon where you put it off and you put it off and you put it off, but the outcome is the exact same. The only difference is is you're going to get that dopamine hit faster and you'll be on to the next thing, which means you're going to achieve your goals faster. So you get to choose every single day. Are you going to do a sprint or are you going to do a marathon? And that brings me to my next strategy, which is dread pomodoros. So like most people, I love to keep a to-do list of all the things that I need to do. But I've started to notice that when I see certain items on my list that evoke dread emotion, I actually highlight those. And at least once a day, I do what I call a dread pomodoro. 
So Pomodoros are essentially timed sprints where you set aside time for focused work. They were invented by an Italian professor who found that when he used a timer, he was actually able to focus much more deeply without distractions. So what you do is you decide on a task that needs to be done, you set a timer for 25 minutes, you work on that task with your undivided attention, and then when the timer goes off, you take a break. You take a five to 10 minute break. And then you continue this process for three more rounds. And on the fourth one, you take a longer break of 20 to 30 minutes and that's it. It's almost like you're gamifying your tasks and in return, you're getting that motivation and that dopamine feedback, which not only yields tangible results in your life and business, but it also feels good. So the next strategy is to think about the intention and not the results. So I'm a huge fan of setting goals. I'm a huge fan of looking at numbers and results. And I'm also well aware that for some people, they can get really hyper-focused on the results and it can be very paralyzing for them. So for example, let's say you wanna make an Instagram reel for your business and you really want it to go viral. You're like, I need more eyes on my business. This needs to get out there. It almost starts feeling then, what is the point of even creating this and putting it out there if it's not received well by millions of people? So that thought is paralyzing you and you keep dreading it and you keep putting it off. So instead, I want you to think about the intention behind it. Was that intention to create that reel to help someone? to entertain someone, to build brand awareness. Because even if that post was only seen by 10, 20, 100 people, that easily could have achieved that same intention. And when you connect with that intention, you'll be more likely to continue to get on that horse and you're gonna be more likely to put out that content that serves. And I have no doubt that if you continue to do this, one of your reels will go viral. And this act is essentially you reflecting on your vision and your why and knowing that even moving a single block forward is helping you to build that house that you are dreaming of. And the next strategy is to think about the language that you use around certain tasks. And we've talked about this before, but our subconscious is so dang powerful. It truly helps to shape our reality and our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions that we have about things. So even changing words like challenge to opportunity or I have to to I get to is not only powerful for you to change the way that you feel about certain tasks, but it's also really empowering. So one of the most debilitating views on life, I feel, is to always play the role of victim. And I'm not talking about real victimhood of abuse or horrendous acts. I'm talking about places in your life where you don't take self-responsibility. And I caught myself the other day doing just this. I was thinking about my maternity leave and I was like, oh, if I would have only had a normal corporate job, I would be so checked out. I would have 12 weeks paid off. I would just be doing my thing, watching shows or whatever that is. But you know what? I chose this path and I thought about it and I chose this path because it is so aligned with my values. I love what I do and I am in this for something greater than a 12-week period and I essentially took back my power and I reminded myself this is my choice and I really reconnected to my why and I feel so excited and empowered about what my maternity leave is going to look like as a business owner. So I want you to think about this. Where in your life are you giving your power away? Where are you sitting in victimhood, especially to choices that you have made for yourself? 
My last tip, and the PHP team knows this one really well for me, but it's that you need to celebrate when you do things, especially things that you don't like. So the book Tiny Habits says that most people accomplish things by feeling good, not by feeling bad. You know, people change people's views on things by not shaming them, but inviting them to the table. We've learned this from Brene Brown. It makes them feel good instead of feeling bad. So when it comes to changing your mind about doing certain things, you need to acknowledge and you need to celebrate when you accomplish things. And this doesn't have to look like, wow, I had a six-figure launch and now I can finally celebrate. Maybe that is true for you, but I want you to even think about celebrating yourself for dropping off that Amazon package. I want you to get in the habit of self-acknowledgement, and I promise you that your world is going to change. It raises your confidence. It raises your spirits. And seriously, I keep thinking about this, but it's like, what's the point of any of this if we can't have a little fun along the way? And by you stopping and acknowledging and celebrating, you are just going to have more fun. So can you do me a favor? Can you start working on your relationship with dread? Can you start recognizing when these feelings are coming up and instead of avoiding them and shaming yourself for not getting things done, can you start doing those dread pomodoros? I promise you this will change your life. So I want you to think about dread as your new passenger. It's going to be along the ride with you in this whole entrepreneurship thing, but you get to decide what kind of relationship you have with it. And just know that dread is also this really beautiful sign that we talked about that you've got some really big goals. You're putting yourself in new situations that might feel uncomfortable. It's requiring you to operate in a new way. And I know this year it's going to be so big for so many of you. And I cannot wait to see what you accomplish when you decide this is the year that I'm going to make friends with dread. And by doing the things that you don't actually want to do, it's going to unlock the things that you desire and you want most in your life. So I hope this episode was inspiring for you. I can't wait to see what comes out of it for you. Please make sure to tag us at Pursuing Her Purpose when you try that first dread Pomodoro. 